Getting bullied is an unfortunate fact of life that almost every child will have to endure. Some get it a lot worse than others. Some only get it at school, and some are surrounded by it 24-7. If someone were to commit suicide due to the bullying they were surrounded with, should that be considered a suicide? Or should it be considered a murder? Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and welcome back. I know I talked to everybody on Friday, and it's only been a couple days, but it's so good to see you guys again. It's so good to talk to everybody again, and I missed you nonetheless. Um, I know there was some issues with my upload on Friday. I had everything all set up, but for some reason it didn't hit on the listening sites as soon as it usually does. I have those turned on, at least Spotify turned on to notify my phone when it gets hit. And I did notice it took a lot longer and I wanted to apologize. I know it's not really my fault, but when you're expecting, you know, an episode to hit and it takes longer to hit, it does kind of suck. So I did want to apologize for that and I hope that it didn't really, you know, put anybody behind on anything or make you wait too long and that you were able to listen to it when you were ready to listen to it. Anyways, there is some good news. Um, I didn't really talk about it much, but I did talk about some medical stuff coming up. Um, I did end up having a lump on my thyroid show up and they were concerned about it. Um, All of my testing though got taken, my blood test, they did a biopsy on it and everything and it is just fine. It is pretty big. Um, They are going to recheck it again in a couple of months, and that's when we're going to know if I have to be down for surgery at all to get it removed. But as of right now, we're all good, and besides this pesky cold that I have, um, we shouldn't have anything that really, you know, puts a damper on the podcast or a big bump in the road. Like, we should be pretty good for now, and I'm excited about that. I am thinking about uploading three times a week, um wasn't sure how everybody felt about that. Um, The podcast has been growing quite a bit the last couple of weeks and I thought it might be fun to give you guys a a middle of the week upload. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I think we should upload, you know, on Wednesday because it would be a Wednesday upload. So if anybody has, you know, any ideas or requests, you can email me just at the confessed obsessed case request. I would just email that and then just, you know, title it case ideas or Wednesday upload ideas or something like that just if anybody wants to Um, like I said that's not for sure I've kind of just been playing with the idea of how it might be fun to hang out with everybody again on Wednesday Um, but anyways let's go ahead and jump into today's episode today's episode is about Kenneth Sutner Kenneth lived in Fayette Missouri at the time and he was a very large kid The reason I do bring this up is because this is a big one that comes up in this case, unfortunately, and as many of you guys know who have been bullied or seen people getting bullied, unfortunately the weight is one that people like to focus on. But even though Kenneth was a larger kid, he was so gentle, you guys. He was so nice 
Everybody, his friends and family knew him and called him the gentle giant because yeah, he was a little more on the heavy side, but he was so sweet and one of the best for everybody. Kenneth also did have a speech impediment. These were all things that were unfortunately targeted in the bullying. Even though Kenneth was gentle and sweet and funny and very curious of the world, he was always surrounded by bullying and was always picked on by his peers. Like I said, they loved to make fun of his weight and they loved to make fun of the speech impediment that Kenneth had. And the school district that Kenneth attended had a very, very big bullying issue. And it wasn't just Kenneth who got bullied a lot there. It was a ton of the children that attended the school district. A big part of the reasoning in this is because the school district and system did not try to help any of these children. They did not try to prevent any of this bullying. They just kind of let it roll off their shoulder and told them that kids will be kids. That's just how they were and they needed to deal with that. Even the parents of the children who tried to bring it up to the school, who tried to help their children, it didn't get anywhere. And this is why parents were actually pulling their children from the school district and putting them in other schools that had less bullying and that actually had the teachers and, you know, the children there that wanted to help and they wanted to stop the bullying. Kenneth, unfortunately, did not have a way out. His parents could not switch him schools. And he was just hoping that it would eventually stop and that maybe when he went on to work, he wouldn't have to deal with this anymore. But unfortunately for Kenneth, it followed him to his work too. And he began to be bullied by everybody that he worked with, including his boss. His boss's name was Harley Branham. Harley was on the younger side, but that doesn't give her any excuse for how she treated Kenneth. Um, I understand being young and thinking it's funny and, you know, fitting in with a crowd of people, but... As a boss, it is your responsibility to treat everybody fairly and honestly to make sure this stuff does not happen in your workplace. But Harley, for some reason, felt like it was okay to treat Kenneth like she did, whether that is because she did not like Kenneth or because she was just unfortunately falling into herd mentality because everybody else around her was making fun of Kenneth, she started to do the same. But Harley, being the boss, would take this to an extreme level. Taking any chance she had, she would ridicule him and call him names while he did his job. She also began to make him perform humiliating tasks. One example that I do have is she really liked to make him lie on his stomach, at work, on the floor, and wash the floor there by hand. Remember, Kenneth was on a larger side. They would stand around and laugh at him while he did it, and there was some cases that I read where Kenneth laughed back, and that that is why Harley felt like this was okay, because Kenneth wasn't getting bullied, it was a joke, and Kenneth was going along with it. But even if somebody laughs back in a situation like that, that's not okay. 
Not only is it ridiculing somebody and making fun of them, but they worked at a fast food joint. It is unsanitary to have Kenneth or anybody lying around, crawling around and rolling around on the floor, cleaning the floor when they are to get up and make food for somebody else. So it's not only bullying and unfair to somebody, it's also unsanitary. Harley, and I'm not sure if she would do this with people or alone, but she would throw things at Kenneth, especially food, while they worked. At one point, he apparently made a cheeseburger wrong, and she was so mad about it that she chucked it across the restaurant and hit Kenneth with it. I don't care how mad anybody makes you, you should never throw food at them. You watch those videos of people who throw drinks at other people in gas stations or fast food or fries across the... That's not okay. It's not okay. And it's definitely not okay to do it to your coworker. In my opinion, that situation is not a situation where you could have thought Kenneth was joking around and playing. That is an unrespectful, rude, degrading way to treat somebody. And unfortunately for Kenneth, he was subjected to this kind of behavior everywhere he went. And of course, everywhere Kenneth went, it wasn't just the name calling and the food throwing. Obviously, you're going to have people out there who tell you you're better off dead. And unfortunately, Kenneth had started to think that way as well. On December 21st, 2016, Kenneth... Sutner left work. On his way home, he thought about what he wanted to do, and he had come to a decision. Kenneth sat at home and waited until the sun had set that night. This is when he would retrieve his father's gun and walk outside into the cold. He sat on a log, probably mulling over his decision and thinking about what he had decided. And this is when he began calling some friends and family of his. After he hung up the phone, he lifted the gun up and fatally shot himself outside of his home. Kenneth had had enough. And he took himself out of this unfair world. Once the news got around, they began the investigation. Like with most suicides, it's always treated as a homicide at first. And this is when the bullying he was receiving, especially at work, came out. The news then hit Dairy Queen about this bullying and what had happened at one of their sites. They turned around and they fired Harley. They followed this with a public statement about how this was the first time that they had heard about any of this situation and this bullying, and they were so, so sorry, and that the manager no longer worked there. But while all of this investigation started and all this bullying came up, the actions of Harley were quickly becoming concerning. During the beginning of this investigation, it was clear to the authorities that Kenneth committed suicide because of the bullying. But like I said, his boss at Dairy Queen, Harley, stuck out like a sore thumb. The stuff she was saying and treating him like and subjecting him to 
was a lot more than just a cut and dry bullying case. And this is when they would bring Harley in. Harley Branham was only 23 years old when she was charged with involuntary manslaughter, stalking, and one of the primary causes of Kenneth Sutner's suicide. And it was now up to the jury to decide if Harley was responsible for the death of Kenneth. During this trial, Harley's lawyers brought up the fact that Kenneth was bullied everywhere by a lot of people and that he grew up with a lot of difficulties and it was not their client, Harley, who had pushed Kenneth over the edge to commit suicide. Harley would also bring up the fact that she never once bullied him and how it was always okay and Kenneth always joked back about these humiliating tasks that she subjected him to. He had never once told her to stop or acted like he was not okay with it, which meant it was not bullying. I, of course, don't agree with this. I used to be a very, very big pushover. And if my boss would have told me to do anything, no matter how humiliating, I would have done it. Yeah, I would have joked about it if it made me uncomfortable, but I would have still done it. And I can see how this shy, gentle giant who had been bullied his whole life would just lay on the floor and wash it because his boss says so. And because it made him uncomfortable, he didn't want people to know, and he joked about it. I don't think that this was not bullying. I think this 100% was bullying, and that Kenneth just might have hit it so well and hid his hurt feelings so well because he had done it almost his whole life. But finally, former Dairy Queen manager Harley Branham pleaded guilty of bullying 17-year-old Kenneth Sutner into killing himself. Even after she pleaded guilty, the courts decided that they were going to drop all felony charges on Harley. And she only received a misdemeanor, two years of supervised probation, 30 days of house arrest, and she did not end up serving any prison time. The courts did not feel like there was enough proof to prove that Harley had did it on purpose, and that yeah, she might have been in the wrong, but that she was not directly responsible with the death of Kenneth. One of the reasons the judge came out and said that he ended up charging her with anything was because he wanted to shine a spotlight on the issues of bullying and how it can happen anywhere and by anyone. That was the only reason she got charged with anything. Even years after his death, of course, his family still aches about it. His parents honestly feel like there's something else going on because they, even with the bullying, would have never guessed Kenneth would hurt himself. And they do feel like there might be some piece of evidence hidden or missed that will prove otherwise. His mother can't tell if this is mother's intuition, a gut feeling of something's not just quite right, or if that it's just that she wishes there was a clear answer as to why Kenneth would take himself out of this world. Over the last few years, as these children that did bully Kenneth grow older and graduate, this family has gotten letter after letter of apologies from every single one of these students and workers that did bully Kenneth. And his mother has talked about how she is trying her hardest not to hold any hate 
or resentment towards these children or even this manager and that they were all young. And she knows that her son wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want her to hold this over anybody. But I can see how it would be hard. I mean, she lost her baby. And yeah, they might have been young, but I can see how it would be hard to not be mad at these kids. They were all young, even that manager. And it might have just felt like fun and games and harmless because they didn't really see what they were doing to this young boy. Since the death of Kenneth though, that school district has finally made leaps to prevent bullying in their school. The parents of the children who are now being bullied are asked to document everything. Every name said, every fist that flew, everything. Once it was all documented, they are asked to submit it in writing. This is where the school will keep it and there will be a paper trail. This will help track down the children that are being bullied by who and help stop that, these children from picking on other children. The system is in place now to help these children and to help keep them safe because the school doesn't want another Kenneth situation. They don't want to lose anybody else because they decided not to do anything about the bullying. It's heartbreaking to think about how this school let so many children get relentlessly bullied and they just didn't care. And it had to take one child, Kenneth, taking his own life for them to decide to do something about it. I used to get bullied a lot in school and I was around teachers who did exactly that. One time I tried to get one of them to help. I told them that I needed help with it and what had happened. And she literally told me that bullying happens and I just needed to deal with it. I finally stopped asking for help. I got more and more helpless. This is exactly what sounds like happened to Kenneth. Nobody wanted to help him, especially at this school where he was probably getting it most of his life because you spend most of your life in school and nobody helping him probably backed him into this wall of depression and helplessness that he did not know how to get away from. And then for it to follow him to work, that is just heartbreaking. I am very, very glad that the school has decided to take steps in preventing bullying now, but I just wish they would have tried everything they could have to prevent the bullying from happening to Kenneth. But they didn't, and Kenneth couldn't catch a break. So he decided he was going to take measures into his own hands and take his break that he deserved. I realize that this case does just mostly sound like a suicide case, but because it went to court, because somebody got charged, that is why we're covering it today. This case may sound pretty cut and dry and pretty much a bullying that happened situation, but the fact that somebody went to court because they had such a big hand in this, that is why we cover it today. We're covering it as an eye-opener, as a way not only to bring up the bullying problems, but a way that maybe the people bullying will realize that you do have more of an upper hand than you think. This woman was an adult. Yeah, she was an adult. Yeah, she was a young adult. But she got charged almost with murder in her young adult years because she was bullying. It may sound like a cut and dry suicide case, but it's definitely not that. The fact of the matter is somebody was charged at least with something. It might have not been murder, but she was charged because she had such an upper hand. And if you are responsible in bullying anybody, 
there is a possibility that you are charged with murder. It's why we have this section of our true crime podcasts. Your voice does a lot. It's up to you to decide if you want to use that voice to help somebody and help them get out of it, or if you want to risk using that voice to get charged with murder. If you or anybody you know is being bullied, say something. And if somebody does not listen to you, just keep saying it louder and louder. You will get heard. If you see somebody getting bullied or shoved around or called names at work, don't just stand there and watch. Take the high road and help. It's taken a lot for me to come out of my shell in the way that I have. And there has been times where I'm in public and witness something that is not okay. I will admit it is hard sometimes to stand up, to stand up in front of a crowd of strangers and stand up for somebody. But I'd rather do that than watch somebody get ridiculed in public and then learn later that they decided to take measures into their own hands. Let's crush the herd mentality together. And if you see something that you wouldn't want done to you, let's do something about it. There may be false or misleading information throughout this podcast. All facts have been researched to the best of my abilities, but accidents do happen. If this is a story you are interested in knowing more about, I highly recommend doing your own research. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.